What's happening, so fam? So today we're going to be talking about hypocrisy and what that really means in the greater scope of your spiritual development. Now, this is going to be like a hard pill to swallow because I'm going to be teaching you how to basically deal with your own hypocrisy. A lot of us tend to not witness where we're being a hypocrite in certain aspects of our life. Like, and it can be something super simple. And one of them is the first one I can bring out is like, if you're a person that was like, you know, anti, uh, you know, you're, you're like pro abortion, right. And you're like, women can do whatever they want with their bodies. And yeah, pro body, I'm pro choice, you know, and you're fighting that narrative. And then when the pandemic came around, you were trying to like force down other people's throats. Like you need to get vaccinated. You need to do this with your body. You're a hypocrite. Cause you can't kind of like cherry pick. Oh yeah. It's your choice to have a child, but it's not your choice to put something inside of your body that doesn't necessarily align. And if you're going to be one of those people that wants to go ahead and come out of nowhere and argue that like, Oh yeah, well it was for the, the the betterment of the world or it was like our moral responsibility i'm not saying doing it or not doing it was right or wrong i'm taking the philosophy behind getting people to do things to their body without having like consciousness of free will right like it was our free will it's everyone's free will to do whatever they want with their body and if you're not going to allow yourself to look at that option in every sense especially if you're going to be fighting for it then you are a hypocrite there's no way to look over that specific condition there's a lot of other ways that we can look at hypocrisy especially when you're an energy healer and you're doing like higher intense forms of like consciousness training like you can't say that you know hanging out with kali is super 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 beneficial to you and then when lucifer shows up to the door to show you something you're gonna fight that because they're both entities of your darkest like nature that you have to overcome kali helps you overcome your fear and she also over helps you overcome your ego lucifer helps you overcome deception and the matrix of light like they both have their own narratives. If you've never dealt with Kali and you meet Kali for the first time, she's going to scare the shit out of you. Like you're going to feel like I'm dealing with a demon and it's going to feel very like Satan-esque. But until you get to know her, you then realize, oh, wow. Like, you know, she's actually not that bad. She's actually really, really cool. Same thing happens with Lucifer. That's why there's people who actually worship Lucifer because they have the same relationship with Lucifer that other people have with Kali, right? It's not, I'm not saying that you have to go worship Lucifer or Kali. I'm showing you that if they're both entities of time and space and they are both capable of what is perceived to be great negativity or great positivity based off of who you are. And if you align with that person or that energy in particular, you cannot say that it's evil to do one thing. And then, you know, because it's comfortable for you and then flip over and say, Oh, you know, it's, it has not like on, on the other side, it has nothing to do with evil. If it makes me feel comfortable, right? Like if you're uncomfortable, it's evil. If you're comfortable, it's not evil. That's not a basis to judge the universe from that's kind of like really basic narration of your own power and your own energy system. So like a lot of this came to me, honestly, when I was like taking a shower and 
I just was like, we have to look at our own hypocrisy. Like you have to look at it. And that's what we're going to do while we're spending this time together today. I want you to just take a deep breath. And I want you to just like close your eyes. And I want you to relax. I'm going to point out the most closest hypocrisy that we're experiencing right now. If you're somebody who's like, I'm anti-war, I hate war. I hate war here. I hate war there. I hate war everywhere. But yet you're somebody that every weekend is playing the art of war or you're playing, uh, you know, a game that's, you know, Medal of Honor, whatever. You know, one of those games where you're incorporated in war. You're a hypocrite. You can't say that you like one style of war and then say that you hate another style of war. If you were truly in alignment with your design of saying, oh my God, the stuff that's happening in Russia, the stuff that's happening in Ukraine is horrible. Then you would make a conscious effort in everything that you do not to be involved with the idea or the observer uh, observation, which is ultimately the manifestation of war. You can't say that you hate murderers and then spend literally uh, uh, four or five days on Netflix watching the worst roommate ever. You know what I mean? Like you can't do stuff like that. And then really think like, oh, I'm in alignment with my manifestation because when it comes down to manifesting and really concentrating and honing in deeply within your own power, it has to do with focus. And focus is a dualistic concept. I have to understand that if I want to align myself with my lover, you know, assuming that I, I, I'm, I'm seeking that. I had to understand that in order for me to be a good lover, to attract a good lover, I have to be in a position to love other people while also loving myself. But that's not usually what happens. Most people are like, I'm looking for somebody who's going to love me because I don't really love myself. When you're in the position of wanting to align yourself with another person, like you, you need to understand the hypocrisy in your own manifestation if you're not willing to love yourself and you're only looking for somebody else to love you. That's usually what's going to attract you to an unhealthy situation with a lover of some sort. You need to be in a position where you're willing to give what you are willing to get. A lot of times people are having this struggle in their own hypocrisy where like everyone's supposed to be kind to me. You know, everyone's supposed to love me. Everyone's supposed to be nice to me. But you're not willing to do that for other people. You're not willing to put yourself out of your comfort zone, out of your immediate reality, which is your ego, to really look at who you are and what you're doing. And one of these things that really came to me when I was in San Diego was, and actually a lot of the West Coast was the homeless people. There are a lot of homeless people in the West Coast, at least in the places that I went to, right? Um, and one of the things I noticed is that a lot of people were comfortable. Like they just walked past these like homeless people and didn't get phased. It was like, they were just in the background. And I thought to myself, well, if one day any of these people that are in a good position are in a healthy position right now were to fall homeless, would they be able to reflect and look at how they reacted with other homeless people when they were in a higher position, right? Like me right now, I'm, I'm doing great in my life. If I look down upon a homeless person, when I become homeless, I can't bitch and be like, why is no one being nice to me? Why is no one helping me? Because you were in a position where you could help people when you had that power and then you never did it because you had a 
twisted perception. And like another thing, another thing that I found really interesting is like when I came back and I had a conversation with some of my friends, uh, one of my friends actually ended up saying, oh, well, they choose to be like people choose to be homeless. And I was like, that's not true. You know, like it, it, from your perception, you might have a limited perception that someone would choose to live that life. But is that's not a, the standard across the board. That's not the universal constant law. Some people shit happens to them out of nowhere. I've been there. And for other people, it's just kind of like this energy of like they made bad choices and they're resetting. What if a homeless person is actually going through the dark night of the soul? What if they just had their spiritual awakening and everything just collapsed? And instead of you actually looking at it from that perspective, you're looking at it from the material universe, like, ill, look at this person. Like they don't got this, they don't have their shit together. You're a hypocrite if you're saying, I want to be a spiritual healer, I want to be super conscious, I want to be able to see multi-dimensions, I want to be able to do this. If you can't even see the multi-dimensions in front of you in your reality. And I the the thought that came to me when I was taking a shower that led me here was like so many people are in this place of like I'm so afraid to go into the astral realm and travel the astral realms and do this and do that because what if something comes in and like possesses my body or what if something comes through and like you know does something horrible with my consciousness you're a hypocrite because you're afraid of losing your power while you're in the astral realm, but you're here right now in the material world, losing your power anyway, because you're allowing other beings to dictate your narration of your life. And then I started thinking about like, it's more than just the things that are happening at a global scale. It's a personal universal thing that's happening, right? Like most people don't know themselves because they're cons consistently and continuously sacrificing their authentic self for the false self of others you're constantly sacrificing your authentic ascended true self because you want to entertain somebody else's ego and then you're wondering sitting down why is it that my life is not being fulfilled i'm not manifesting myself i'm not seeing the things that i truly seek in my life you're a hypocrite how can you say that you want to live a manifestation that is the highest vibrational authentic vibration of you and you're not even willing to step into that because you can't see clear. And then people are like, whoa, this, seem, this might seem harsh or this sounds like awareness. And if, you're, if you truly understand awareness, it's just like this energy of constantly reevaluating yourself, really connecting with yourself, really understanding where you're lying to yourself. So right now, sit down and ask yourself, where am I being a hypocrite? And it's okay to see and recognize, yeah, I've been a hypocrite or I am being a hypocrite. We've all been there at some point, at some level of your spiritual development. The reason why it's coming up now is for you to evolve. This is a moment for you to evolve by looking at the shadow. This is shadow work. A lot of times people are like, oh, shadow work is like just healing my inner child. Oh my God, I have a bad relationship with my ex-husband. I got to fix that. No, it's also stepping into your unconscious mind, your subconscious mind and asking them why is it that there's this, this dichotomy in my mind? Why is there this unresolved, like it's this or that in my mind? Why am I being a hypocrite saying this when I'm doing that? And sometimes I come back in and do some of this. 
and that's one of the things that I really think about is is really important too. Is like, oftentimes people are talking about they want to they want to advance their consciousness, but they want they want it easy. They want it easy. They don't want to do anything for it. You're a hypocrite. You don't really want it. Think about it. If you want a child, okay, you basically put in the effort of finding the mate, fucking that person hoping for the best or planning the action plan to have that baby start being manifested and created in reality. Then you have to walk through a nine month process of carrying that child. Then when the child actually manifests, you have to deal with the maintenance of that manifestation. You can't say, Oh, I want a baby, but you don't want to experience any of that. And yeah, there's the possibility within infinity that some rich person at some point is like yeah i'm gonna have somebody else carry my baby and like i'll just be here whenever it's possible and when the baby's born i won't change it or have to deal with any of its major but that's not the typical situation for every person based off of infinity yeah that ideal situation where you wouldn't deal with any of those things does exist for somebody out there okay and ultimately if you really wanted to live that life you could go ahead and manifest it. But ultimately, when you are creating another human being, you have to put in some sort of energy into it, right? Which is the whole process of the experience, which is ultimately time, which is ultimately part of your soul that you're giving into this project so that it can ground itself into Mother Earth. And oftentimes people are like, oh yeah, I want to become super psychic, but I won't meditate every day. I just can't do that. I don't have time for that. Then don't talk about wanting to be psychic because that's not how fucking people become psychic. Don't sit here and be like, the world is a horrible place, but you're waiting for another person to come through and save the fucking world for you. You are the creator of this world. You are the being within yourself. How are you being a hypocrite? I want you to really sit down right now and take a deep breath. How am I being a hypocrite? And you might not find things that want to call themselves a, hypo- a, a hypocrisy. It might be something that, I don't know, you've been struggling with. One of my dichotomies is I some I can manifest huge projects for other people on a dime, like no big deal. And sometimes when I'm trying to manifest a, a, that same equal big project for myself, I struggle. So I would be a hypocrite if I say I got that down 100 because I don't. I don't have it down for myself 100. I have it down for other people. I'm not being a hypocrite, but that's one of those things that identifies itself when I think about hypocrisy. I don't go around telling people that I can do it 100. I don't make promises to people. But sometimes people authentically believe that you, especially as an energy healer, that you can just solve their problems. And you're a hypocrite if you give them the assurance that, yes, you will solve their problems for them. There's so many different things that happen in terms of energy healing, consciousness training, bending reality, quantum shifting. And when you're a practitioner, you're helping another person, you have to always hold that other person accountable And it's like, no, it's not guaranteed. Because if it's guaranteed, then 
you won't do the work to maintain it. What is guaranteed is a shift. I'll shift you from point A to point B. Will the manifestation stick? That's up to you because you're the one that's going to be living that life. You're the one that's going to be stepping into that energy. You're the one that's going to have to show up every day and say, yes, I'm going to live this life. You can't expect me to shift you from point A to point B and then step into your shoes and take a shift for you. Like, does it make sense? And it's been one of those things of like, hypocrisy is real. And when you're studying Agora shamanism, you have to get uncomfortable with yourself. You need to look at why you lie to yourself. One of the things that I had to learn deeply was that I wanted to experience more happiness in my life, but I was waiting for happiness to happen to me. Like when happiness is an experience, who's going to be experiencing it other than me? Therefore, if I really do want happiness, I have to go experience it. I can't wait for happiness to come experience me. And sure, reality is like a flip note, right? Like anything's possible. But most people don't get experienced by an emotion because those emotions don't have to experience you. They're, they're embodying themselves. Their consciousness is themselves. Most people believe in energy work, but they don't believe in the greater scope of manifestation. Like, oh yeah, for sure. You can do like witchcraft. You can curse somebody, but you can't do miraculous healing. That's like nearly impossible. You can't levitate. That's nearly impossible. You didn't ask for project. That's no. Hypocrisy. Take a deep breath. When you think about hypocrisy, if you close your eyes, what color do you allow to just surface to your mind? Don't go looking for it. What's the color that just shows there? I see a light green yellow color. That's an indication where you might be holding some level of hypocrisy still. Something that's unresolved. We'll call it unresolved. Because hypocrisy has to transform depending on your perception. You might have a dichotomy that doesn't make sense to you. You may have something that still hasn't been balanced yet. Something that you haven't come to comprehend yet. But if you're not even willing to start looking at it from the angle of hypocrisy, then are you willing to look at the whole entire picture? Some people are always like, oh, yeah, I want to go ahead and I want to like look at the most uncomfortable things. But only the things that are paddleable, the things that make me still feel comfortable. I'll look at the darkness as long as it's comfortable. That's not looking at the true level of darkness. Darkness makes you feel uncomfortable. Some portions of of darkness are like, you know, spectrums of color. There's grades of color. There's like levels of volume, right? Like, so there's some levels of darkness that don't phase you. And there's other levels of darkness that make you sheerly terrified. If you're going to cherry pick the fact that you want to do shadow work or you want to truly evolve and get to know yourself, you can't just say like the comfortable levels of darkness are the ones that you're going to really like subscribe to because you're only saying that you only want some of the picture. You don't want the whole thing. Stop lying to yourself. 
don't go into the direction of shadow work if you're not willing to deal with the whole thing. Don't be an energy healer if you're literally just going to be focusing on the light. Oh, I just I don't ever want to look at the darkness. You don't want to really be an energy healer. Don't say that you want to become an ascended master if you're not willing to look at your role in the world and how it is that you basically contribute to the greater manifestation of this planet. If you know how to do energy work, you should be doing energy work all the time. Antohai means the cravings of life. Everything you do is a craving. If you woke up this morning and you decided to watch Netflix, Netflix, that was a craving that you satisfied. If you woke up this morning, you said, you know what? I'm going to be super fucking productive and I'm going to crush all my goals. That was a craving that you had. If you want to really truly be an ascended master, you need to understand that everything you do is an action that's going to cause a ripple effect that's going to affect other people in the world some way, shape, or form. You could be truly negative on somebody to somebody on the street just because you're having a bad day. And that person was already struggling. Your negative interaction with that person was the final straw that makes that person snap, goes home, and takes, takes it out on their family. If you would have decided not to have a negative interaction or maybe just start radiating Reiki, if that's what you want to really subscribe to, or you started just radiating happiness or love, that could have been enough for that person that was struggling to energetically shift out of their issue, go home and have an amazing night. But people don't think about that. And then there's all these people who are like, oh my God, I want to save the world. I want to be a light worker. I want to save the world. But you only do it when there's a YouTube global gathering on 444 or on 222. That's the only time where you sit down and you actually meditate for the planet. You're a hypocrite. Like, don't, don't fucking say you're a dancer and you only dance once a year. I don't I don't buy that. I wouldn't I wouldn't consider you a professional dancer if you didn't do it on the regular. If it wasn't something you breathed consistently. Ascension should ultimately be your craving. If it truly is a craving, like drinking water, like freaking breathing air, like wanting to be alive, like not wanting to feel pain, like wanting to fulfill your greatest desire, it should be the main thing that you perpetually focus on and you nitpick and you dissect and you really get deep down uncomfortable, comfortable, light, dark, and neither. And everything I've been sharing with you are different levels of hypocrisy. You might not see them as hypocrisy. You might be like, oh, I'm fulfilling my divine purpose, which is to become a light worker. And the light workers don't deal with the dark and that's why i won't hyper focus myself ever into the darkness and if i'm going to do shadow work it's only going to be shadowing the things that are going to ultimately make me feel comfortable and make my client feel comfortable because i'm a light worker how can you understand the depths of light if you don't even know the depths of darkness i would not let an electrician who just knows how to work on a specific kind of project, work on a brand new project that they've never dealt with ever. It could be their break. 
But for me, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. I would never go to an energy healer that tells me that they feel uncomfortable looking at the darkness. That person still has a lot of fucking work to do. They're not at the level of my consciousness to work with me. If you are a true energy healer, if you want to be a true master, if you're not looking to become an energy healer, but you just want to be a master of your personal universe, the quickest way to do that is just to like, just say fuck it and look at what's there. And the best way to explain it to you is like, sometimes people are like, oh, you know, I want to live the life of my dreams. I want to live the life of my dreams. Coming back to that, that concept of like, you're sacrificing yourself, your authentic self for the ego of other people. You know, if you really wanted to live your dream, you know what you could do? You could drop everything that is not your dream and just live that life. And sure, it might cause like some sort of discomfort at first because change is chaos and chaos takes some time to reorganize itself, but chaos can reorganize itself always into harmony. If you really wanted to live the life of your dreams, you could easily just stop doing everything you're doing right now, quit your job and move into the direction you want to go. I have a family member and this story is crazy. He had a wife, he had kids, you know, he had a great job. And one day he was married for like 10, 20 years. One day he just wakes up and he's like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. It was like he had a spiritual awakening. I just can't do this anymore. And he leaves as much money as he had to his family, his wife and kids. He grabbed the rest for his trip. He drops everything. He goes to Alaska. He lives the rest of his life in Alaska. That's it. No one ever heard from him again until the day he dies. He's buried in Alaska. If you really wanted to live your calling, you could do that right now. And sometimes it's going to be as difficult as leaving your family behind to live that life. But if you really did want that life, you would go after it, right? You know, it's only... If you're hungry, you're going to go to the kitchen to go get food, right? You're going to satisfy that craving of your life. You cannot be an ascended master if you are not fulfilling the cravings that are presenting to, presenting themselves to you. And sometimes people are like, well, a craving, I guess, you know, I want to have a lot of sex, I guess. So that's a craving I got to go ahead and fulfill. It's not even about the physical. Like, it's not about sex. It's not about food. It's not even about being on a beach. It's about the fact, like, if I want to become the best energy healer on the planet, you know what I got to start doing? I got to start waking up every day telling myself I am the best energy healer on the planet. And then doing things that validate that for me. Like, rather reading an email from somebody who sent me some, some sort of gratitude saying, oh, my God, I had the best, like, session ever. Thank you so much. Duh, because I'm the best healer on the planet. You're welcome. I'm happy to do so because that is my manifestation. I'm embodying that manifestation. If I'm at, like, you know, one of the things that I really had to learn, especially like growing with abundance, was like I would work so hard. Like, and I like, I look back at it now and I'm like, holy shit, like, this is actually, you're so dumb. Like, I worked so hard to get so much money. Right. And I was losing sleep, valuable time with my family, you know, my own sanity. And then when I would get paid, I wouldn't even feel gratitude. I would get paid and I would just be like, ah, 
gotta keep going. Like, this is not enough. And that's what, like, one day I burned out and I woke up and I'm like, I don't think I even want this anymore. I don't want to do any of this anymore. And it was a collapse of consciousness because I was manifesting and I was not even grateful for the things that I was manifesting. I was a hypocrite. How could I ask for something and not even take the time to actually enjoy it when it came through? And as time has progressed, I really focus on the fact that like, you have to really be grateful for every moment that happens. Like right now is a manifestation that you're holding on to, but tomorrow you might be dead. If you're like, yo, I want to live, I want to live my dream. I want to go after my dream. And tomorrow you die. That's on you. Why'd you wait till tomorrow? Why'd you wait for the next best thing? There is no time and space other than the now moment for you because you haven't even manifested tomorrow yet. It's not in your observable field. So why are you also going to be a hypocrite? If you're a procrastinator, if you're a perpetual procrastinator, you're a hypocrite. I'll do it tomorrow. But you know damn well you ain't going to fucking do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to show up and uh, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. You're a hypocrite. Like, just say you don't want the manifestation. And if that hurts your soul to be like, oh, but I've always wanted to weigh 160 and all I have to do is lose 50 pounds. But I've never gone to the gym because I just can't bring myself to do it. And it hurts you to analyze right now to say, like, you've been saying that you're going to do it, you're going to do it, you're going to do it year after year after year after year, but you never do it. That means you don't want it. Therefore, you're lying to yourself. And if that hurts that you're 50 pounds overweight, that's your pain that you decided to manifest. You might as well just own it. If you don't like it, you might as well change it. And if you don't want to change it, then you might as well not be talking because nobody wants to hear that. Ascended people don't want to hear you bitch about yourself. I know that sounds harsh. Like I have been spending lots of time with my ascended friends and I have had the opportunity to hang out with ascended people across my vibration of existence. And one thing that has taken me the longest time to learn that all of my masters always embody that I just, the people I've trained under embodied and I could not understand until like most recently is like, you can't take on anybody else's reality other than your own. If you think that you can live the fullest potential of yourself while also taking into consideration everybody else's expectation for their manifestations to be realized through you, then you will not be able to succeed in anything that you're creating. If you are not creating solely from your core without the influences of other people, your manifestation is a hypocrite, is a, it's a hypocrisy of its own. It's not real. It's a joke. That's not saying like, okay, if you want to manifest yourself and you don't want to lose your cat or you don't want to leave your family behind, that you can't create that reality. You can. The problem is that your mom wants you to become a doctor and your dad is expecting you to show up every weekend to the house to help him do random shit. And you need that time on the weekends to focus on manifesting yourself and focus on your business, for instance. And your mom wants you to be a doctor, but you don't really have the passion for that, but you're kind of sort of trying to force yourself to nursing school just to like, oh, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least I have something to fall back on. That's not really living. 
That's not life. That's not a real manifestation. People who truly manifest themselves, they look at what they want and then they just do it. I've manifested myself saying, you know what? If I have to drop anything on a dime to get there, I will get there. I'm not going to not value my relationships. I'm not going to like take things for granted, but I am truly going to do whatever I got to do to get there. If that means that I got to stop smoking weed to do it, I'm going to do it. If that means I have to be celibate for like 45 years, to, do, I'm going to do it. Like no matter what it is that it is, my manifestation is so hyper-focused into my consciousness and I don't give a shit about anything but that manifestation and the realization of my true authentic self that if you're not in alignment with that energy, you're just going to bounce out of my energy field. That's called dedication. That's called manifestation. That's called embodiment. And that might sound harsh. That might sound like, whoa, like cutthroat. That might sound whatever. It's not. It's real. I want what I want and I want it bad. And I want it because I have it and I see it manifested in front of me all the time. And I will not let go of this vibration that I have worked so hard to be in, that I have worked so hard to like remind myself that I've always been in. Because it's more of like just getting into it, is remembering that you've always been here. I will not be a hypocrite by sacrificing myself for anybody else. I will not be a hypocrite by saying, you know what? Like, I'm totally for women doing whatever the fuck they want with their body. But you know what? You got to go ahead and put some something into your body that you don't feel in resonance with. I don't care what your opinion is. You got to do it. I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to be a hypocrite because there's something that's still unresolved within me that says, hey, not every being is sovereign. If you are a sovereign being, that means that you are willing to be self-sustainable. And if you are self-sustainable, that means that you cannot rely on the perceptions of other people to be self-created. If you're a creator, you can create yourself. That doesn't mean that you do not take into consideration your connections. And that does not mean that you should only create for yourself, but you need to be able to generate the power within yourself if all else fails. And the best thing to do is to perpetually be there. And when you're in that perpetual power, hypocrisy can't live in your reality. It's about authenticity. We're in this deep state right now of accepting authenticity and destroying anything that isn't true. You have to look at the fact that like, if you haven't questioned that we went from a pandemic into like potential World War III, if you are not questioning that and you're like, yo, it's just what happens you know it's just the state of the world no big deal you're part of the problem you're asleep and are you part of the problem or are you just awake or is it just a matter of time before you become aware of that there's so many different things that we can look at when we open ourselves to like authenticity and confronting hypocrisy 
And then you think about, okay, if the law of attraction is a mirror and I, and we whatever we put out is what we're going to get back, why the fuck aren't you putting out love more often? Why don't you message everybody you know that means something to you and message them and say, I love you? No reason. Just wanted to say it. Why don't you go ahead and you actually focus on spreading love to people when you're just randomly at the grocery store? Don't don't be like, oh, love and light. Don't fucking sign that off on an email. Love and light. If you're not living that life, you hypocrite. And that's the thing, like when you somebody tells you something authentically, when somebody comes up to you and like, wow, you you look beautiful today. You feel that. You look beautiful today. My God, you look beautiful today. You look beautiful today. Versus, oh my God, you look beautiful today. Oh my God, you look beautiful. You know, there's levels, you can feel it. You can feel authenticity. Authenticity cuts through lies. Authenticity cuts through hypocrisy. The only way you can truly understand authenticity is by looking at lies and looking at hypocrisy and putting yourself in an uncomfortable position of looking at what's actually happening in the world. The shit that's happening in the world right now, you guys, is real. It has to do with hypocrisy. The way things are shifting so quickly just doesn't make sense. From one status of negativity to the other, and then just like, oh, look at all these variants. Oh, everybody has to get it or we're all dead. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, moving on to the next thing. Like everyone's just like throwing it under the rug. Doesn't that make you question? Doesn't that make you like kind of like wonder? Was it all real? Was there an alternate agenda? Was it partially real? What was this really about? Is the world really that negative that we can just, we go from one catastrophe to the other? Like, is that what life is? Is that what humanity is? Because if that's humanity's reality, then damn. Wow. So take a deep breath. And right now, forgive yourself. If you found any dichotomy, if you found anything that's unresolved, anything that is hypocritical, it's not about beating yourself up. It's legit just understanding it. When I realized that I was manifesting so much stuff and I wasn't even thankful for it, and I realized that I was like a hypocrite, I didn't beat myself up. I said, damn, I need to change. I can't keep manifesting like this. I need to just change. And I did. I decided that day to drop everything of how I do things. And when I got something, anything, if it was a cupcake from a friend, I'm grateful that the damn cupcake showed up in my face and is in my mouth. If I got a thank you from somebody from an energy healing, I'm grateful that I had that opportunity to be with that person. And I have taken the valuable consideration 
and living my authentic truth that knowing that I cannot be in a higher power if I am not perpetually acknowledging the things that are happening in front of me, how I am co-creating them, and what they mean at the end of the day at a global subconscious, collective consciousness scale. That's what it's like to really be a centered being is to look at all these pieces and naturally live with them. So then people ask right now, like, Axel, like I've had this question last so many different times, like for me in the last, since the Ukrainian Russian thing happened, Axel, you're a shaman that knows how to do a lot of death alchemy. You have astras, which are divine weapons. Like you can kill people with your energy work if you truly wanted to, because you know, those arts, what are you doing to do this whole war thing? Like with, with what's happening in the world? I'm not doing anything. There's many reasons why I'm not doing anything because I don't know if it's those people's sole purpose to be in that war in the first place. So me putting my energy into intervening with their cosmic scale is none of my business. Do I feel bad that like it's happening? I guess that can sound fucked up to you. You're like, how could you not feel pain? I just don't feel pain. I recognize that everyone is manifesting everything that they're experiencing, regardless of if they're aware of it. So let's say the Russians and the Ukrainians manifested that situation right there and then for themselves, for whatever reason that they have. And you can't say, considering because we have past lives and things like that, that are always happening and perpetually existing in our reality. You can't say that like Putin and like the, you know, current president of the Ukraine aren't two ancient kings that still have unresolved drama that they're trying to take care of from another past life and it's just replaying right now so they can settle the score you don't know if that's the business it's not your house you don't know if the people that were there are the catalyst of the world awakening maybe this Russian Ukrainian thing is a light working awakeness event the people who are in the Ukraine are fighting. They are adamant about their life, their cravings. They are using their spiritual divine creator power to stand up to the man. And even though that may come with consequences and that may feel uncomfortable and that will have pressure, they are divinely stepping into their dharma when they fight for what they care about. And I wholeheartedly believe that people like that will only be successful because you can't crush spirit. You can't crush a soul that will not accept anything other than its fulfillment. So why do I have to do anything? They already got it on lock. If everything's a manifestation, why am I gonna put my attention on a war and fear that the negative side is going to win. I'm only helping them win. If everything's a manifestation and I have to observe it, if my fear is like, oh my God, Russia's gonna really, oh my God, World War Three is gonna happen. If my energy is perpetually focusing on that, there's only one way we're gonna end up. We're gonna end up in that manifestation, duh. And then when you're sitting down in World War Three, or you see you know, the, the events that happen that you don't want to happen, happen, you're going to bitch about it like a hypocrite when you contributed to the manifestation at large? No, 
No. No. That's unacceptable. How about we manifest and we observe that, you know what? Things just don't feel right. And we're not going to allow this anymore. I will not allow this anymore. I don't allow it in my reality. I don't really allow it in the energy of the people. I don't allow it in this world anymore. You will not triumph because I will not give you my manifestation ability to bend this reality into the new world order that they want to like really, the, the one world religion that they want to really start pushing out there. You know, fighting, fighting the anti-masters or the powers that be, whatever it is, like the darkness is a matter of manifestation. The more energy you give into that negativity, the more often it's going to manifest itself. It's quite simple, really. I had to learn this one too, like the hard way. When I when I you when I was married, my first time, I used to fall asleep every night to horror movies, murder shows, like the most negative shit you could ever find. It was just comforting because it was our thing, right? Eventually, that turned into violence, and that turned into chaos in our lives, and we got to a point where we were like, why is this happening to us? How about you're sleeping to a subconscious portal when, you know, <laughs> when your subconscious is open for like ever and you're just sleeping to the most horrible shit possible. You're recording that in your unconscious. You're recording that in your subconscious. And then you're wondering why you wake up and you're having struggles. Like, bro, you need to change. What you observe is what you're going to manifest. We were observing negativity as we were falling asleep and we started manifesting when we woke the na- that same negativity until it became so unmanageable that we were afraid. If you don't want the world to go to World War III, don't be a hypocrite and don't fucking manifest it. It's really that simple. If the world comes to a point where it's like, it's like, you know, hey, something needs to be done. You know that with my Astros, I'll be there and I'll be like singling out homies. Be like, click, click. I don't have a problem doing that. I don't have a problem using astral magic to take care of an issue. That's not saying I have to. Right. It's the same thing. Like people are like, oh, my God, you know, death magic, you know, dark magic, this and that. It's like having a gun like, bro, like you can own a gun for 20 years and never shoot it once. Other than when you're at the like shooting range. Astral weapons are the same way. You're a hypocrite if you have an astral weapon and you're like, I'm just going to use it for like its highest purpose. And then you're using that astral weapon to take care of some petty shit that you're dealing with on the earthly realm. Like somebody left you a negative review. Oh my God, I'm going to use my Astra to whoop your ass. No, you're basic. You're a hypocrite. You don't even deserve that Astra. And most of the time you're going to lose that Astra for doing something so basic like that. You might have spent lifetimes, years, meditations, doing all that, and you're just going to lose it anyway. You need to understand that hypocrisy is the only way when you analyze it, that you're really going to understand what's happening all around you. When you start understanding your own hypocrisy, you'll be able to pick out hypocrites like that because you know what it is. 
you know how you've been able to emulate it and manifest it in your thoughts, in your actions, and in your creations. When you sit down in that power, in any power, this is across the board. Like if you really want to understand what it's like to be, you know, loved, how about you start loving yourself? How about you start loving life? How about you like stop putting conditions on love, right? Some people are like, oh yeah, I love my kids. I love my kids. I love my kids. But your kid turns out gay. And then all of a sudden, ah, ah, I don't love him anymore. I'm not, I only love him if he doesn't turn out gay. If he comes back and he's not gay. That's conditional love. That doesn't mean like you unconditionally love your kid. You know what I mean? That isn't, that's a, a conditional love, which you can say, yeah, you love that kid to a certain degree, but you don't truly authentically love your kid because you don't accept the whole entirety of the creation that your child is deciding to become. It's not your divine responsibility to shape a child into the direction of your own manifestation. The end of road of your manifestation is when you give that being its own sovereignty to use its free will to create its own choices. That's where your particular creation ends. And some people will be like, well, my kid's my kid for life. Yeah, at some point, but your kid is not going to be under your thumb forever. So if you think that you're going to shape your kid into becoming the person that you want them to be, you're just only going to create an unrealized person. Someone who is living a life for someone else's ego. Don't be a hypocrite that promotes hypocrisy for the rest of the world. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this was inspiring. This is one of those meditations that's like, you know, you have to talk about it. You have to allow yourself to meditate on it. It's food for thought. You're going to be questioning for the rest of the week or so. Like, why is it that, you know, this thing is here? So I'm sending you all the love.